Democratic Republic of Sports. The Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville hosts Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome into the Sportsocracy. Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green with you once again for the Wicked Weed Studios. Wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different today. We've got a lot to talk about as we've got college football bowl games going on. By the way, Jeremy, just a hair off on your pick yesterday about Colorado. Missed it by that much. Colorado was so close <laughs> in the Alamo Bowl against Texas. Uh, we had all the uh, we had uh, two bowl games yesterday. Oklahoma State got out to a big lead on Miami. Miami loses De'Aaron King, and they make a comeback and make it close at the end. They fought hard. Nikosi Perry, still Nikosi Perry. Glad to <laughs> glad still to see that things. Still not good at football. Yeah, glad to see that things have not changed. Uh, it was nice Nikosi. to see something in 2020 that made a lot of sense. Nikosi <laughs> Perry's still real, real bad. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, he did make some good plays uh, down the stretch for Miami, but they came up just short. 37-34, Oklahoma State beats Miami in the Cheez-It Bowl. It was 55-23. Texas over Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. It was a lot to a little. Uh, yeah. I might have missed that one just a bit. Just just a hair. Uh, we also, of course, talking NFL, it's week 17. We've got all of the uh, playoff implications in play here. Some of the some of the games, though, losing their luster as teams are deciding who to rest going down the stretch. We've also got changes in the MVP race. We discussed this yesterday. Who is the MVP of the NFL? Uh, I'm on Aaron Rodgers. Free money, baby. I'm going to tell you later today. Free monies. <laughs> Jeremy and believes. And a lot of it, too. Jeremy believes that Josh Allen could be the dark horse to win it. Uh, Vegas, though, has him third in the race. That's, that's fine. There's a real big number on it. I'll tell you. I'll tell it to you later in this show. We're also going to get into the, co- the, uh, the head coaching searches in the NFL. Because Jeremy has a very new favorite Favorite, favorite, I guess. Uh, for some reason, uh, there's a very strange name at the top of the uh, the betting odds to be the next head and coach. And I of New York love Jets. it. I Ooh. want it to happen a lot. But and I we, will tell you the story of why I want it to happen. Yeah, but we've got a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of candidates for these head coaching jobs. We'll get into that as well. We're glad you're along with us. Be sure to like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias at the Sportsocracy. All right. So, what do you think about what? Well, a life. Uh, I think tell it's. Us, I think it's colder. Tell us why you think Josh Allen is going to be the MVP. Uh, I mean, I've already told you why I think he's going to be the MVP. The important part is how much money you can make if you bet it. <laughs> Josh Allen is twelve. Is plus twelve hundred to win the MVP. Yep. I'm all over it. Give it. What that means is that if you bet $100 on it, you win $1,200, yep. if I'm right, and I think I am. Uh, I don't know about it. Uh, right, uh, so Caesars, what is it? Caesars Sportsbook by William Hill. Williams Hill Powers Caesars Sportsbook. Yeah, came out with the new uh, betting odds for the NFL MVP, and Aaron Rodgers has now taken over the lead uh, as the favorite from Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's not Pat Mahomes. I can tell you that much. It's a, it's a two-horse race. You try to – you keep saying that, but this guy is leading the number one offense in the in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
He's throwing for damn. Are you 5, shocked? Green Bay was in the NFC Championship game last year. Uh huh. Are you st- stunned? Are you stunned that they're this good? No. Are you stunned Buffalo's this good? Because I am a little bit, and most people are too. And you know what tends to happen? The young guy tends to win this. The guy that's never won it before, right? That's who tends to win this, right? How many MVPs does Aaron Rodgers have in his career? Two. Two. And the most recent one was six years ago. Mm-hmm. He's had great years. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's the reason Tom Brady doesn't have nine MVPs. The young guy tends to win this. Was Lamar Jackson the best player in the NFL last year? Yes. I disagree with you. Pat Mahomes is better. Come on. Pat Mahomes is better, period. Led his team to the Super Bowl. He was the best quarterback on the best offense. But you know what he wasn't? Surprising. Mm-hmm. It didn't surprise you. And these voters tend to vote this way. They have forever. I'm telling you. Take a, take a few doubloons. <laughs> take a little of that Christmas money. <laughs> And put it on Josh Allen. Trot on over to Williams Hill and just throw some money at Josh Allen. I don't think so. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, to me, again, I made the case yesterday, he is he is at the top of the league in several quarterback mm-hmm. uh, statistical categories. And I think that uh, I think that the fact that he has you know weathered the storm and made this team weathered what storm. Uh, he weathered what? See, this is this is what I'm talking about. Exactly what he the just said. The fact that he doesn't have weapons. That's the story. He's never had weapons. That's not new. This is not new shit. He's had Devontae Adams for as long as I can remember. Equinemius St. Brown and, and uh, Marquez Valdez. Why they draft so many receivers with hard names to pronounce, I don't know. This is not new. This is the same thing he's done forever. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you believe me or you cannot. Totally up to you. Not. Uh, I'm choosing not. So that means you should you should probably bet this. Uh, <laughs> KOD. The kid. The Thanks, Mr. KOD. Exactly. Uh, Rogers minus two sixty. Uh, in one week, Pat Mahomes went from minus four hundred to win. Now he's plus two ten. You're throwing money away. He's not winning this. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, he's not winning this. He hasn't. Been, he's been. Fantastic on the field. Mm-hmm. They've gone through big lulls. They don't blow anybody out. Yep. There's no style points, and he has Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Yep. Always remember, most valuable player. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. If you're interested in going any further beyond number three, uh, who is Josh Allen at twelve to one? Which you should. Derek Henry's plus five thousand. He could be plus five trillion. You're still setting money on. Fire. Devontae Adams is plus 7,500. He's plus 75 gajillion. It's setting money on fire. But to me, the fact that he's five is interesting. Who else would be? Ahead of Russell Wilson, who's who plus 10,000. Who hasn't been good for a month. Mm. Yeah. That, lo- that let Russ cook thing, yeah, that uh, he set the kitchen on fire. Sorry. Bye, Russ. I eat. Feel free to throw a dollar or two at it. He ain't winning it either. Right. All right, so if you're willing to wa- willing to wager, you can make some money on Josh Allen winning the MVP. You can make a chunk. And here's the thing. I could be wrong. Aaron Rodgers could win it. The difference is you have to bet 200 and something dollars to, for, to, to make 100 with Aaron Rodgers. You bet 100 to make 1,200 with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And I think they are neck in neck. And Aaron Rodgers probably, if he does play this week, it's not going to be overly impressive. 
Josh Allen could keep the Dolphins out of the playoffs. And that could be the last thing you remember. Mm. They become the two, the little, little scrappy Bills. I'll use your stupid-ass word. <laughs> Nobody circles the wagons quite like the, the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. <laughs> Rumbling, stumbling, fumbling. I agree with Patrick Holt, who says we. I can't see Josh Allen winning this. I can't. It's going. It, it's gonna go to Aaron Rodgers or Pat Mahomes. I think it's Aaron Rodgers just because it's time. I it's think time. It's, it's it's time. It, like you said, it's been six years since he won an MVP, and he's a guy that could be in the discussion damn near every year. So the guys that that vote on this, the, the AP guys that vote on this every yep. year, yep, they've never. It, it never really changes. Mm-hmm. When you have a vote, you have a vote basically until you die. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know how long it's been since somebody won a second one? How long? Doubled up and won a second one. Uh, it was Aaron freaking Rodgers. It was 2011. In the last, oh hell, how many years on my screen? Since 2004, one. Ooh. <laughs> Wow. He just broke his chair. Wow. Uh, What's going the, on there, little the, man? The still of this show should definitely be my face when that thing about me being famous. Yes. Yes. I almost urinated on myself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There was a moment there that I thought I was going to end up in the floor. That would have been hilarious. Then you could have all seen what kind of shoes I'm wearing because they would have been up over my head. <laughs> and we'd all gone. Wait, he doesn't wear shoes that have laces on them? No, I refuse to wear shoes with laces. I haven't worn a pair of shoes with that's laces. Actually, that's actually something years. his mom started years ago so he wouldn't hang himself in his jail cell. I've never been to jail. Sure. No, I was talking about the, the jail that you grew up in. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Now, now you go. Yeah. yeah. I, had you a, go. I had a wonderful childhood. Mm. He makes it sound like a prison because I didn't you know, sit around and watch stupid movies. <laughs> And I didn't like cartoons. Or eat yeah, or comic books. Sandwiches. Or eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or read comic books or yeah, I didn't do any of those things. Yeah. So basically no childhood. I had a nice I had a cool childhood. I was thirty seven when I was six. He's <laughs> out <laughs> drinking beers with dad. Yeah. Kevin Vick Kevin Vick said jet fans aren't allowed to have shoelaces on their life. Good for you, Kevin. Yeah. By the way, you're uh right. By the way, your Radio Ranch fantasy football belt is uh, is still in my garage. So whenever you'd like to claim it, uh, you, you can, can actually come, come by it. this studio anytime you want to. We'll tell you how to get here. Yeah, pisses pisses me right off. Congratulations, Kevin. But you realize you would have lost in the championship had I not lost by four tenths of a point to Ben Roethlisberger the week before. I also have to tell Kevin that congratulations on your college basketball team beating the bejesus out of mine. Oh, oh, did that happen? Yeah, Clemson beat Florida State last night. Nice. We still haven't, uh, we're still figuring stuff out, you know, just trying some stuff. Doing stuff? Scotty Barnes might, uh, yeah, he might, he, he might try to do a little bit too much. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. My wife said I grew up under a rock. Yeah, I did, did not grow up under a rock. I just saw that. I grew up in a very nice house in the suburbs. That's what, that's where I grew up. <laughs> All right, uh, we, we've got so many NFL teams that are benching guys for Week 17. It's taking some of the allure off of these playoff potential games. Yesterday it was Ben Roethlisberger. Mason Rudolph's going to go up against the Cleveland Browns, which 
I still think would be the most browniest brownie thing to do. Be lose to Mason Rudolph and miss the playoffs. Got it. I'm rooting for that. Just going to, you know. Rudolph shakes off Miles Garrett and throws her a Now, do I, think it's, do I think it's likely? No. But that's what I'm rooting for. I would really love to see it. Um, <laughs> Old Denton Dome, Mason Rudolph. There's just one, this is just one thing. This is one thing. Mason Rudolph's having conversations with his teammates. Keep Miles Garrett away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Do not let him get near me. It right. won't go. It won't go good. No. Miles Garrett was the uh, Browns pick for Walt man of the oh, year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Miles Garrett was the Browns selection yeah. for man of the year. Mm-hmm. A year after he hit somebody in the head with their own yeah, look, uh, you know everybody everybody deserves second chances, and you you know you except ra- Dwayne Haskins. Hey, you raise a bunch of money to you know give water to people who live in deserts in Africa. Um, they're they're going to see that as a good thing, and so that's why Miles Garrett was you know he's part of the what is it the Water Boys program. Uh, that the oh, NFL I mean, he has. does fantastic work. That's what I'm saying. His community works but got him. Well, he also hit somebody thing. in the brain with their own helmet. <laughs> he's a changed man. He's a changed man. It was the heat of the moment. You know, I just, you know, I, and then I falsely I accused him of. Then I falsely accused him of calling me a racial slur afterwards. I mean, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. That's a man of the year. We can't, I mean, we can't say it was false. We just never heard it. And there are no, microphones everywhere. No one heard it. No one. No teammates heard it. Every person has said, I, no, we did not hear Mason Rudolph say that. So I think it's pretty substantiated that it didn't happen. Maybe. Man of the year. Maybe. Man of the year. Man of the year. Nice. Well, but, I mean, think about it. I mean, what does Cleveland really have to offer in the man of the year category? Baker Mayfield. <laughs> exactly. You know, deep fake Baker Mayfield. Come on. He's so good at his commercials. I mean, J.C. Uh, Treader. J.C. Uh, Treader could have been the man J- of the year. Would, that would probably have been, you know. I mean, since you know he did lead the 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 players' association and the negotiations to play this year and all that. I mean, that could have been one. But no, no. Let's go with uh, assault and battery. Let's yeah, yeah. That guy. I, I have to sit very still because now I'm scared of my. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh sitting Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, you're practically handing Cleveland a playoff spot. And uh, I'm not as sure of that as you are. Really? Mm-mm. I got a feeling Jeremy is still going to pick Pittsburgh <laughs> when it comes to this weekend because of Mason Rudolph. You really? Does he have a living? Is he a living, breathing NFL quarterback? Yeah. Does he of. play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Do I still get that defense? Does Cleveland yeah. still start Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Where's my belt? Bring me my belt. Where's my belt? <laughs> but you've got a hurt defense. Don't care. You got no Bud Dupree. Don't care. Okay. Hadn't had Bud Dupree. Just beat right. the Colts. They're better than the Browns. And you still have Baker Mayfield. So maybe you see where I'm leaning. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, I think it's a. Their chances are way greater though with Mason Rudolph playing quarterback to win that game. Um, I don't know, and now, and and now the Buffalo Bills are probably going to sit guys. Yep. And the Miami Dolphins are, you know. Wait, why would Miami? They still have to win, right? Miami's not Miami's, resting anybody. Miami's not resting anybody. No, but Buffalo could. 
And, oh, and should, I in my opinion. They're playing be. Buffalo, Buffalo rest, guys. Miami has a good shot to win that game, get yeah. into the playoffs. And now the Colts are like, what the hell, guys? This is bullshit. <laughs> right. Well, the Colts are going to win regardless. Right. The, the Colts are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they need it's not like the Jacksonville Jaguars could make a decision to sit anybody and it would, uh, you know. If the, if the Jaguars sit anybody, chances. they're going to be playing uh, one of their eight fans by the now playing starting running back, uh, the guy that usually sits in C12. <laughs> C12, bro, C. You are the Come on down. We'll play it like Jacksonville starts playing their games like, let's make a deal. <laughs> You're sitting in row C. Seat 112. You're the new starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Because <laughs> why not? We might as well make a make a mockery of this whole thing. Might actually be point. better than what they're playing currently. So. Right. Aw. Don't go that far. But Indianapolis has nothing to worry about. No. Except for everybody else. Every, except for everybody <laughs> else winning. That's right. Yeah. That's the one thing they gotta worry about. And so you got the Ravens against the Bengals. Yeah. That's sewed up. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. And the only other two intrigue games. The Jets the, and the Patriots <laughs> in Bill Belichick's last game in the NFL. No, were the were the Dolphins in the and and the uh the Dolphins and the Bills and Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Those were the chances that Indianapolis had to get into the playoffs. I don't think this is going to end their way. Uh, I still think the Browns lose. So if I'm picking a team that's not going to make the playoffs, it's Cleveland Browns. Hmm. How confident are you in that? Not. Not. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure you. I just wanted to make sure. It's you... Wednesday. That's Friday shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Exactly. Um, Speaking of uh, not yep. today's things, uh, well, well, my well, first well. mock draft will come out in this time slot tomorrow. Yes, there's some uh, there's some intriguing picks that got some interesting glances from my, my, my partner over here. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to get into it. The uh, the fir- the mock draft. Jeremy, one Yeah. Hey Brian, actually, you know what? I'm gonna give I, I'm gonna give a, a, a free one to the wonderful viewers of this show. Uh, Brian, in the in the in the look at twenty. And just throw that on the screen. I'm going to give one pick. Oh! Ah! Intrigue! It's like magic. Oh! Who, who didn't see that coming? It's free for you. <laughs> there we go. That's your one free pick. You'll have to tune in tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. when we will do Jeremy's first round mock. Yeah, draft. I'll do the other 31 picks because I'm still not at a place where I mentally want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> because... Let's be honest. Um, this is a year where shit gets interesting at two. Yeah. Anything could happen at oh, two. I'll give you one other one for free. The team picking at two is not my football team. Shocker. Who didn't know that was Kevin? There's only two trades. I usually don't. Do, and Brian asked me this morning, why are we doing this the week before uh, you know the season ends? Right. Well, because every year I've done this on New Year's Eve. I've done it every year for the last four years. I don't know if the schedule got screwed. I don't know. But it's New Year's Eve tradition, and I'm all about traditions. Yeah. Traditions. Well, we're usually, we're usually. I'm not about traditions at all. <laughs> we're usually deeper into the, you know, the season's over at this point. Yeah. But as far as uh, this week's playoff implication games go, 
I guess the, the remaining intrigue is only in the Cardinals and the Rams. Well, and to see if the Browns can pull off a win against Mason Rudolph, which I think is highly likely. But other than that, I, don't. I think that's it. Uh, I mean, the intrigue of this week is going to be how many guys that you have never heard of are in the millionaire lineup on DraftKings. I am putting out my DraftKings lineup this week. I haven't done that since week one. No, good, good. That's continuity. Yeah, traditions. I'm yeah. all about traditions. <laughs> every time an angel, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. All right. Every so, time Jeremy puts out a DraftKings lineup, some degenerate gambler is going to gamble. It. So who's on your uh, early watch list for this week? Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. That's Sunday shit. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Yes, it is Wednesday. There's there's two weeks. I can't remember what day it is. I don't know what the date is. I don't know anything. I can't keep it straight. That's unbelievable. Of course. There's no rules. Of course, you still have uh, all of the intrigue in the NFC East race. Oh, yeah. I mean, because everybody's got a shot. I mean, except for the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, old Jim Schwartz. You like to criticize me for watching too many movies? Yeah. I think Jim Schwartz might have watched too many movies. Fact. Because <laughs> he is now going to his team and he is uh, using the rallying cry of uh, no hat rule. Yeah. No hats. Don't you let them wear that hat. You don't let them wear that hat in our building. No, sir. No. We must protect this house. <laughs> it's our house. He says that is how he's going to motivate his defense to play against the Washington football team this week. No hat rule. We're not going to allow any opponent to put on a hat celebrating a championship in our building. Celebrate a championship where they went 6-10. Well, I mean, the, hey, at, at this point, everybody's going to celebrate it because four weeks into the season, we looked at all of these teams and went, good God, they are God-awful. None of these guys deserve to celebrate anything. No. And now you're looking at a possible, you know, what? Washington wins this game, they'll be 7-9? and Is that right? Something like that. There you go. I mean, that's going to be a championship. Yeah, they'll be 7-9. and Yeah, that's going to be a championship to celebrate. We pulled something out of this horrible season. Remember, Seattle went into 7-9. and And they won a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was also, uh, what, uh, I think that was the year after the Carolina Panthers made it as a 7-9 and team or a 7-8-1 and team or something like that. They ended up winning the NFC South. They got a playoff game at home. They ended up winning the playoff game at home. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that people are going to look at these, this team the same way. I think this team, you might feel pretty good about going and playing them in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, whoever. <laughs> I hate divisions so much. <laughs> <laughs> you only hate divisions so much because your team's never won one. Uh, we have won one. Uh, that is not why I hate divisions. I hate divisions because of this. I hate divisions because the Arizona Cardinals or Chicago Bears, who would absolutely demolish any team in the NFC East, one of them's not making the playoffs because mm-hmm. we have to be fair. Mm-hmm. We have to be fair and let every team have a chance to make the playoffs. In spite of the fact that you played six games against these dregs and you're still, at best, 7-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate divisions. has nothing to do with the fact that it's been a minute since 
We've won one. <laughs> New England has dominated your conference for 18 damn years. <sighs> but it's over now. It is over. So turn out the lights, the party's over. <laughs> and now you got to deal with the Bills running that division. I don't think they're going to run it. I think you're going to have three really good teams in that division about two years from now. Really? I do. I think the Bills are already really good. I think the Dolphins are like two or three pieces away from being really good. Mm -hmm. And the Jets have a blank slate and Joe Douglas to paint upon it. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I'm really looking forward to the Bill Belichick farewell tour that starts, uh, starts and ends this Sunday. Bye, Bill. I don't know that I'm... Uh... I can't get there. I, I still can't get there. Oh, what the fuck, Bill? Oh. Look at him. I don't know what, what happened. What, what happened? happened? <laughs> uh, it has been a horrible year, and lordy, 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 there are people still existing in the media today who believe that Bill Belichick's going to turn this thing around. He's not, because he's not been a coach. Just this morning on the uh, national ESPN morning show, they were talking about the New England Patriots, and I don't remember the names of the people that are on there now. It's there are a couple, though. Yeah, it's a tell you. yeah oh, a yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a married couple. Yeah. If and you didn't know that, listen to it for nine seconds. They'll <laughs> tell you twice. I have no idea who they are, and I have no ill will towards and, them. And they were going on about this, and and the, the wife of the couple was saying that she thinks that Bill Belichick is going to be able to have this team in a Super Bowl next year. And, and immediately after she said that, all he's got to do is fix everything that, ha that they have. He's got to shore up the offensive line. They got to find a quarterback. They got to get some weapons. They got to, you know, put some people in the secondary. Get those opt-outs back. I think Bill Belichick can do it. Yeah. Wow. You realize I don't think there's a team in the NFL that has had an offseason like that ever. Yeah, that's a where lot you have, of check off right, the right, where you have retooled your entire team to become relevant after being just dumpster juice. It's never happened in the NFL before. And I, I am, Jeremy, you are starting to convince me that maybe Bill will decide he doesn't Sunday. want to do this. Sunday, I'm telling you. I'm just, as soon as it's over, you think he's going to have a press conference and say I'm done. Monday. I think it's Monday. Hmm. Here's the thing. Uh, I've heard that when I say things like this, I'm not just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. I've heard this from multiple places. Mm -hmm. And then you start and then you start reading the tea leaves of Josh McDaniels comes out and says, oh, I want, I want a head coaching job. Yep. I'm, I'm to that point. So you talk about Bill leaving it the way he wants to. Here's what's not going to happen. They're not, he's not going to come back for another year of 4-12. and 12 dip out after next year, and Josh McDaniels is in Houston. That's not going to happen. It's not. Josh McDaniels, the reason he's still on that staff is because Bill told him, you will be my replacement when I get out of here. Uh, Josh McDaniels said that for a reason. When they asked, he didn't give the patrioty answer for a reason. Right. And that was his, you know, across the, uh, across the bow shot at Bill, you walk this year or I walk this year. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's gotten contentious. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying any of that. Mm -hmm. That was his way of saying, I'm serious. Yep. I have now said it on the record. What we have said in, in you know, private conversations, I have confirmed it. And I'm telling you right now, Josh McDaniels is either the head coach of the Houston Texans next year or the New England Patriots. There's no in-between. Now, I will agree with you on that. And it just, I mean, why would Bill come back to mm -hmm. just continue to have losing years yep. that add credence to arguments that I've been having for 15 years? Mm-hmm. Why would Josh McDaniels pick Houston over all the 
Because so Brian asked me why would Josh McDaniels pick the Houston job? Because one of his best friends is the guy making the decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that's a very patrioty front office. Even though Bill Bill O'Brien's gone, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, he's the guy. We did a story a few weeks ago about uh, on the ESPN show that somebody was following players. Like there were Houston Texan players that swore that a member of the front office was following them. It's that guy. That's the I can't remember his name. It's bugging me now. Uh, but that's the guy that will be making this decision. He's running the front office at this point. He was a former Patriots executive. Him okay. and Josh McDaniels are real good friends. That makes sense. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, I'm telling you, that's, that, that's, that's how all of these coaching things happen. You could usually read the tea leaves of who the administration wants by who they've worked with. Just like my new Uh-oh. favorite rumor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a massive rebuild ahead of the Patriots. Josh McDaniels being in charge of it, I don't know that that is a great thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if he can rebuild this team into a contender. The common thought is that only Bill can do that. Well, or I mean, at least amongst the talking heads. Probably give McDaniel <laughs> some leeway. It wouldn't be like a two or three year thing. He'd like right. to ride the ship. We well, also have to remember there's a comfort factor here. There's a reason Josh McDaniels, when he failed as a head coach, came back to New England mm-hmm. because he knows the administration, he knows the Kraft family, he knows all of it. He's used to that drive to work. There is something to that. There are some people that really enjoy that. Yep. I'm not one of them. Yep. I do. I'm not beholden to you know. I've moved multiple times. I, I, I mean, I love the city of Asheville where I grew up, but I mean, if other opportunities came around, you know, I, I would still love Asheville. I just might live and not here. Right. I, you know, buildings and things like that. They just not. I, mm-hmm. I don't get attached to buildings mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, some to some. Josh McDaniels seems to though. Yeah, that's to, why I'm saying. That. To some people, places are just home. Yeah, if this is yeah. where you grew, and this is where Josh McDaniels grew up in the NFL, uh, and he wants to stay there and he wants to take it over. He's he always wanted this job. Yeah. He's wanted to be. The, there are very few people that want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Usually, you want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Williams at Carolina. You didn't want to be Bill Guthridge. You didn't want to be Matt Doherty. Yeah. You wanted to be the next guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a chance that this division could become, uh, you know, just. The youth movement and head coaches. You got Sean McDermott in Buffalo. You've got Brian Flores down in Miami. You could have Josh McDaniels running the New England Patriots. And And now the New York Jets have a decision to make on who's going to be their next head coach. And I've heard some things. (laughs) And they make me really happy. So we checked the latest odds this morning on the New York Jets next head coach. And the favorite right now is a former quarterback, a no, no, former no, no. backup not the quarterback. Favorite. He's not the favorite. Oh, I thought he was. No, the favorite's Eric Bieniemy. Oh, is, has, and will be. But uh, always check Vegas for things like this. They know things. There's a reason Vegas has goal fixtures. Yeah. The second leading candidate for the New York Jets head coaching job is Kansas City Chiefs quarterback coach Mike Kavka. I want this to be a thing. So bad. I don't. So bad I don't want this to be a thing. I don't. I want me and Mike Kafka to be best friends the way that me and Trevor Lawrence were supposed to be. And Mike's my (laughs) age, so we can do karate at the same level in the garage. 
Trevor was much younger than me. He was going to yeah. make me look. Better. He was going to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah Mike and now Mike Capco would kick my ass too. I, I don't know if you've seen him recently. He looks like a freaking bodybuilder, <laughs> and he's got that whole bald head thing going on. Mm -hmm. There's only so many dudes that can pull that off. It's not me. I can't. Uh, that's why I wear a hat because that that's awful. Yeah. We don't do that. No sir. I can't even sit here and do my work in the middle of the day, and they've left the camera on with my hat off because I look up and go oh shit why did why'd that have to happen damn you grandpa I love my grandpa he's awesome but unfortunately I got his hair he's got that thin hair he's real soft and fine like a baby Mike Kafka is the new uh, second leading favorite for the Jets second job, and I'll be honest with you, Eric Bieniemy's not taking the Jets job. He's going to have his opportunities, and I'm going to really level with you. I I always get nervous on teams that I think are going to go deep in the playoffs. Are they going to hold out again? That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Are they going to wait? Yeah. Depends on how much you like a guy. Eric Bieniemy's getting a job this year. I feel. Very sure. I, I mean, I thought he would get a job last year, and it didn't happen. That's why when you ju when you just said Mike Kafka, this is your new favorite thing, and you really want this to happen, I don't. Because imagine the the shit storm that's going to be caused if Eric Bieniemy doesn't end up getting a and job Kafka somehow, does. and yeah. Kafka does, and, and, and I go, I, oh, the white guy got the job over the black guy. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I think they both get jobs. Oh, I do too. I think this. Well, so I don't know about thing. Kafka, but. I, Apparently, I, I, he's a thing. There are a few guys that I feel real sure are going to get jobs. It took me about 30 minutes to go, yep, that's happening. This is a, I mean, it's a, it's a uh, imitation league. Mm -hmm. Kansas City has succeeded with these two guys. Mike Kafka has been the quarterback's coach. Eric Bien Eric enemy has been the offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. They're both getting jobs. I'm going to, oh, I'll break something that I've been waiting to say for weeks. Eric Bieniemy will be the next head coach of the San Diego or the uh, LA Chargers. LA Chargers, yeah, that makes sense. That's the way that's going to go. Just because it I've makes heard the most that, sense. I've heard that. From, I've heard that from so many people okay. that it can't not be true. Yeah. Now the thing that I don't understand about that is that you're hiring. I, I feel like you're hiring very much the same guy. Mm -hmm. Former running back in the NFL, was a running backs coach, became an offensive coordinator. Became a head coach. I do question how. What does that sound exactly like? Anthony Lynn. Anthony That's Lynn. Anthony Lynn. That's yeah. his exact path to head coach in the NFL. But do you think do you think Eric Bieniemy is going to make a great head coach in yes. the NFL? Yes, I do. Why do you believe that? Uh, because he's a fantastic leader of men. Okay. I, that, that's what matters to me. I look at guys like Andy Reid. Andy Reid does not look like a football coach. Andy Reid looks like the day manager of a strip club. That's... <laughs> Of course, it had to be a strip club. I mean, that's what Andy Reid looks like. He, I mean, especially with those cool guy Hawaiian shirts and shit like that. That's what Andy Reid looks like. But you know what he is? Uh, who watches Brilliant. too many movies? He's <laughs> You watch CSI too much. Uh, that's or not a movie. Criminal like, Minds or whatever. I've watched every episode of Criminal Minds. Mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. Love that show. That sounds like something out of one of those shows. Yeah. But here's the thing. You look at guys like Andy Reid. There's a reason he has such a big coaching tree at this point. I'll give you a great example. Matt Nagy. Mm -hmm. Matt Nagy gets shit for not being, oh, he's not a great coach and his offense hasn't been good. Well, guess what? They're uh, win and in in the playoffs with a team that's 
bounce between Mitch Trubisky and Nick, Nick Foles. Right. They lost six games in a row. This is a, they lost six games in a row and the team didn't quit. Why? There's a very simple reason for this. Matt Nagy. Because Matt Nagy is a good leader of men. Okay. And he's a guy I've given a lot of shit because he's supposed to be an offensive guru and the offense hasn't been good. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. In a situation like that, he has no control over the players. He give, he has who Ryan Pace gives him. So, you know what? I, I have been wrong on Matt Nagy, and I jumped off the boat, and well, I'm back on it. I, w- I wonder if the if the concern has become too great that Eric Bieniemy can't be successful without Andy Reid. Because he hasn't had success without Andy Reid. He hasn't been anywhere without Andy Reid. Well, I mean, even when he was like at Colorado, he didn't have good teams. But, I mean, of course, he's not playing with top talent. Well, here's what, you, here's what you need to know about Colorado. Uh, he was a coach at Colorado. He's a former mm-hmm. Colorado player. Mm-hmm. And when they hired... Um, who replaced Mel Tucker when he went to Michigan State? I couldn't remember the coach of Colorado's name right now if you gave me a million dollars. That guy. When they hired him, whoever the hell he is, yeah. uh, they wanted Eric Bieniemy. He said no. Mm-hmm. He said no, I want an NFL job. Mm-hmm. That tells you everything you need to know. When a team wants you back, when they know you as well as they know Eric Bieniemy, it tells you everything you need to know. Just like Boise State. Boise State's number one candidate for their head coaching job Chris is... Chris Peterson? Nope. Oh, Kellen Moore. Bingo. Yeah. Kellen Moore. And that's who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be Monday morning as soon as the Cowboys season is yeah. over. <laughs> and they are not in the playoffs. Right. Because the Giants beat them. And they are going to the playoffs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop it with the Giants. The Giants are not going to the playoffs, Brian. Nobody from New York is going to the playoffs except the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> it's the only one. And, then, not, and they don't count. They're Canada. Well, they're actually the only team in New York. Yeah, I was about to say, they're actually, actually, you kind of screwed that up because they're the only team in New York. The Jets and Giants are both in New Jersey. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. It's considered one metropolis area to apparently only the people that decide these things with the NFL. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, the NBA, too. Didn't the NBA have, no, they didn't. It's the New Jersey Nets. They moved to Brooklyn, which is in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. They they played uh, yeah. in the Meadowlands, that, which yeah. is that's where I the don't Jets care. And They're all to. damn Yankees to me. Hey, watch it. Easy now. What? <laughs> it's true. It's true. You guys come down here, invade our ways. We don't like it. We're gonna move past this. <laughs> 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 there are there are so many coaches out there that I think are at least deserving of the shot. Okay. Like who? Uh, well, I just so happen to have a list of them here. Okay. Oh, boy. I mean, you got Robert Salah, who's obviously going to Robert Salah is going to get a job, and I think it's going to be the Detroit Lions. I, I agree with you. He's from Michigan. It makes all the sense mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that pegged on, uh, on my list here as well. I... You know, I thought the Jim Harbaugh thing was going to happen. It's not. It's not. We're moving forward. Pat Fitzgerald. This is an interesting year for college coaches because I hear more college coaches' names when I talk to guys that know things. Mm-hmm. Uh, P.J. Fleck, that broke today. I had not heard that one, but I had heard Pat Fitzgerald. I had heard Dan Mullen. Uh, I've heard of uh, Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer, that's obviously already broken. Uh this is a year that I think a college coach is taking one of these jobs. I just can't figure out which one it is. I don't think you're going to have like a mass exodus. No. But I do think some of these really smart 
young guys are looking at the NCAA going, this model is killed. Mm -hmm. This model sucks. And they might look at the NFL and go, you know what? I'd rather be an NFL guy than a college guy. I don't think Pat Fitzgerald is taking an NFL job. Just let that be done. I don't know that the Bears' job is not going to be open. Right, that's the, the one he wanted. The Bears were the ones that were having the discussions yeah. of whether or not we wanted to bring they're in somebody else, and now they're—I mean, again—win this week, you're in the playoffs. But they're not the only ones that wanted to talk to Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald is very well thought of in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Problem is, he doesn't want to live anywhere but Chicago, yeah. and he could keep his house where he is right now with <laughs> Northwestern and coach the Chicago Bears. Mm -hmm. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it's not anywhere else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I, I think he's off the radar. You got Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator at Carolina. He's only been there a year, but he does have NFL previous NFL experience. If you look at Sean McVay, <laughs> you look at Mike Kafka, you look at all these young guys, they all have something in common. They're all offensive guys. Mm -hmm. And the young offensive guy is going to be attractive to a lot of teams. Yep. I don't think Joe Brady's ready to be a head coach. I mean, for God's sake, he's been a coordinator for Two years. Mm -hmm. One in college, one in the NFL. Yeah. He's, a, he's pretty damn good offensively. Yeah. So I, I could see a path that a team goes, you know what, he might not be ready, but he can learn on the job. Mm -hmm. Byron Lefwich is going to be a candidate St for Can a we stop with that? Can we stop with Byron Lefwich? I've, he's like the fifth most likely to get the Jets job. There is not a snowball's chance in Atlanta that they are going to hire Byron Lefwich. Somebody will soon, I think. I, it's soon. It ain't going to be now. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be really honest. Uh, okay, so th this current offense is what's made Byron Lefwich a candidate. Uh, how much of that, that do you think is him, and how much of Tom frickin' Brady? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one that I think that I'm afraid somebody's going to hire, and I think he will be a great coach at some point. Mm -hmm. I just don't think he's ready right now. It'll be a disaster if they do it now. Mm, depends on where it is. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think it will be a disaster, and there's a lot of former coaches like, that like these say, guys. Like, say, okay, Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta. Jacksonville would make all the sense. All the sense in the world. I mean, that's a narrative thing, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> what? Jacksonville has to have. They better be real damn sure of whoever they hire, mm -hmm. because this can't be a Zach Taylor Joe Burrow marriage in Jacksonville. You can't put Trevor Lawrence in the same situation you've been putting that you put Joe Burrow in. They're still you have to learn. Yeah, there's still smoke to this Urban Meyer thing. I don't think there is. I think Urban. It, it, I don't know anybody attached to him, but you know, through the tea leaves, I have a feeling Urban Meyer is going to shut down the NFL thing in the next 48 hours. Uh, Cardell Jones, I heard an interview with him, and he said he had just had dinner with Urban Meyer the other day, and this subject came up. And Cardell says Urban told him what we've all been talking about. Urban wants to take over a place where he has a lot of power. Urban wants to take over a place where he has a lot of say in what goes on. He doesn't necessarily, according to Cardale, need the Bill O'Brien treatment, but he does need to have some say in player personnel, personnel issues. So, Jacksonville is the one that's rumored to want to give him that. So maybe, uh, you know, they, they have been known to, I don't know, be a little unorthodox in the way that they do some things like with what? Jacksonville, with Shad Khan. Well, you and maybe this is well. Shad Khan's, is a, Shad Khan's a crazy person that owns a pro wrestling organization. That's what I'm saying. This would be a flash. He's move. a joke. So you're missing the, the point here. It, it's not a question of why would Jacksonville do that. It's a question of why would Urban Meyer do that. 
because he wants nobody he wants has succeeded somewhere. Because okay. Trevor Lawrence is coming in. And that's okay. Good. And then. Yeah. So I got Trevor Lawrence and DJ Chark. Sweet. Uh, let's look on the other side of the ball and realize that every player we've ever had in this building has left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it was of their own volition or they were traded. They're the Florida Marlins of the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't be shocked if Trevor Lawrence says, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't be shocked. I've heard rumors of who his agent's going to be. And I'll go ahead and tell. And I'll go ahead and tell you, it's he ain't not. Going to Jacksonville. Drew Rosenhaus is not putting that dude in Jacksonville. I'm just telling you. And they'll force a trade. Uh, because he ain't going. He's back not to coming back to Clemson, but I could see him. I, I I could see him force. Patrick Holt said, "Now you say it." Yeah, there's a huge damn difference between the New York Jets and the number one media market yeah. in the country and yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, you got. There's he, a huge. Difference. Right, you have to you have to agree. That's the one smart thing that Jeremy has said is that you know New York has a lot of things. New York has media. New York has money. New York has you know actual players. Jacksonville don't have a lot, and they don't have money, and they don't have uh, you know anyone really wise calling the shots. There's a team like this in every professional sports league. It's the Marlins in baseball. It's the Sacramento Kings in the NBA. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL. It's widely known. You talk to anybody connected in the NFL, anybody, they will all tell you. I mean, think back to a year ago before they fired Tom Coughlin. Mm -hmm. There were like 70 complaints by players uh, about administrations in the NFL. Half of them were Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Half. The rest of the NFL had as many complaints by players as Jacksonville did by themselves. There's something to that. And I understand old Dave Dave Caldwell got fired. Dave Caldwell was not ever the problem. Dave Caldwell couldn't draft. But I I feel like the reason he couldn't draft is because he was constantly chasing replacements of guys that were just shipped out of town because they didn't want to be here. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how many players Jacksonville's had, whether it's Calais Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, on and on and on down that. Think about how good that defense was four years ago. Look at it right now. Yeah. It's They're all, all gone. decimated. They're gone. They They're all gone. Have you know why? Because nobody wants to play in Jacksonville. Yeah. It's a shitty stadium in the middle of freaking nowhere, and your owner is a crazy person that owns an NFL or that owns a, a pro wrestling organization, and there's just constantly moving pieces. Think about this: Where in the NFL would Doug Marone have kept a job this long? Where? Nowhere. Where? Nowhere. Where would he be the coach this year? Nowhere. You know why he's the coach there? Because they didn't want to fire him. They didn't want to have to pay him guaranteed money because he had guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't, and now they'll replace it. And really think about it. Think about the guys we've talked about. Who takes that job? Oh, I have Trevor Lawrence. Cool. Yeah, I have a generational quarterback. What do you have around him? You're talking about giving a college coach that has literally never coached in the NFL. Yep. Complete autonomy. Yep. And I thought it was funny. We've seen that. We, thought, we've been down this road. We've yeah. done this. Yeah. I thought it was funny that in the interview that um, um, Cardell. Cardell Jones was doing, he actually said that. He was like, if a team's willing to take a shot on a guy who's never coached in the NFL, then I don't see why this would be a problem. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, that's the problem. That's the one problem. Urban Meyer has zero coaching experience in the NFL. Why would you hand over a franchise to a guy who hasn't been, you know, I mean, he's been around, sure. You know, he's, he's hung out with other coaches. 
he probably gets a good sense of how the NFL works. But in building a franchise, I mean, I doubt that he could come in and do it. Well, and the thing with Trevor is I think he looks at it and goes, where can I be the most successful? It's not just important for the for teams to have the right quarterback. It's mm -hmm. important for quarterbacks to have the right team. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of guys that have come into the NFL that I think would have been good to very good quarterbacks. They got run out of the league in no time. Why? It's usually one of two things. It's either what Booger McFarland said yesterday and got killed for, that guys are too worried about their, their brand, building their brand instead of building their game, yep. which is Dwayne Haskins' problem 100%. Yep. He's too worried about TikTok and, and shit like that. That doesn't matter. Juju Smith-Schuster, and, and you know the, the thing that he got killed for was saying it's, it's completely an African-American problem. No, it's not. Johnny Manziel did the exact same thing. It's a millennial problem. It's a, it's, there you go. It's a generational problem. Right. And see, now that's a thing that, that GMs and teams have to worry about. Is this a guy that's going to do that? Trevor Lawrence? No. Do I have that fear with Zach Wilson? A little bit. He's got some off-the-field stuff that I don't like a whole lot. Mm. Do I worry about that with Justin Fields? Not that so much. I'm more worried about talent with him. And on and on down the line. You look at guys and go, is that going to be a problem? With Trevor Lawrence, it's no problem. So he knows that that box for me is checked. But I have to have a franchise that can put me in the best position to succeed. And I'll be honest with you, the Jacksonville thing, it matters, but it only matters slightly. The market, I mean, yes, it does matter. Anybody says it doesn't matter as a moron. Mm -hmm. If Pat Mahomes played for the New York Giants instead of the Kansas City Chiefs, he would be the biggest star in the world. He's already one of them, and he plays in a small town in Missouri. Right. You put him in L.A., New York, Miami, any of those other places, you would see him everywhere. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. One of the biggest stars in the NFL. He plays in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. You put him in a bigger market, you're going to be a bigger star. Mm -hmm. Just like Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady has Uggs and, and all these other things. Why? Colognes and all that Why? Stuff. Because he was in Boston, yeah. which is one of the biggest media markets in the country. Mm -hmm. I understand that the New England Patriots, they're right outside of Boston, and he lived on the outskirts of Boston. Mm -hmm. It does matter. But the more important thing is, if you're not good on the field, you can't sell shit. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're a mediocre quarterback on a mediocre team, nobody cares about you. Notice Mitch Trubisky doesn't have a whole lot of sponsorship deals outside of Chicago. Why? He was the number two pick in the draft. He hadn't been good, and the team's been Mitch mediocre. Trubisky, right. I mean, I got news for you. Trevor Lawrence and, and whoever his representation is, they're going to look at that. Mm -hmm. They're going to look at that and go, we're behind the eight ball being in Jacksonville a little bit anyway. So you better be real good. Eli Manning, he had that problem with the Chargers. You know why? Here's something nobody, to my knowledge, I've never heard anybody say, and I've been told this more than once. You know what the problem with Eli Manning and the Chargers was? The whole family thought they destroyed Ryan Leaf. Mm. They thought Ryan Leaf was a good quarter. Ryan Leaf destroyed himself. But the yeah. family thought the Chargers destroyed Ryan Leaf. Oh. And they didn't want him to do that to Eli. Right. And there's part of me that looks at whether it's Blake Bortles, Blaine Gabbert, on and on down the line with Jacksonville, you've destroyed a lot of quarterbacks. So do I think there's a path that he says, no, I don't want to be part of this side job? Absolutely, I do. 100% I do. So he tries to, uh, they try to swing some kind of a trade. It'd be a lot. Who would it yeah. be? But, but that, um, Ooh, I don't know the answer to that. Price off the board. Let's, let's, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a huge price. You've already said at one point, like seven five, first round five draft ones. picks. There's five ones. I didn't say seven. Five, five ones. Okay. Five ones. Five first round draft picks. It's what I was told. It's what I was told by a guy that worked in an NFL front office. It would take five ones. So you, you so you look at the teams that could possibly make a deal to trade up. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you got the Jets right behind them. Not That's not going to happen. Mm-mm. They have the ammo, but they won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got Atlanta at mm-hmm. four. Atlanta could make a move up. Mm-hmm. Carolina could. Miami. Carolina. Miami's got extra draft picks. That's the one. Carolina. Miami's the one. Miami's got the extra draft picks. Miami's the one. And they could trade You could send them to a. You could send them two ones this year. You could send them a one next year. And I'm not sure that that's not enough to get Jacksonville to go. Well, he doesn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get two in return. We get four more ones. I mean, it almost is a better deal to be, honestly. Thanks, not convinced. I don't see it happening. I'm not. Oh, we're spitballing here. Oh, I haven't course. heard this from of anybody. Of course. But that's the one that, that I look at and go, hmm. Would they consider it? Mm-hmm. Would they consider it? And you wind up with a quarterback. You wind up with all these pieces, and things are. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a deal. That's a way it's to a deal. I'm that's just a way to you. rebuild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not convinced that Miami's given up on my on on Tua. I don't uh, believe they that they. No, they, they have benched him twice. They have not. They have not <laughs> given up on Tua Tagovailoa. No, they have not. I don't care that they benched him twice. I didn't say. I, no, I didn't say they'd given up on him. I'm saying they benched him twice. No, yeah. Yeah, because he does as a rookie, he doesn't give you the best chance to win right now. You're not going to give up on a guy who most people believed was the number one guy coming out of college. Nobody believed he was the number one guy. You Bullshit. say that shit all the time. Nobody did. There's yeah, not did. one scout I know that believed he was the number one quarterback in this class. Not one. It was Joe Burrow by a mile. I know them. You don't. Trust me. There was not one guy that had one bit of say that had Tua ahead of Joe. Before Burrow. we knew who fucking Joe Burrow was, okay, Tua that, was number one. Okay. Well, then coming out of high, I mean, hell, coming out of high school, I can give you fifteen well, guys. Coming out of high of. school, it's a year, dumbass. Uh, one year. I'm the dumbass. You're the one sitting here talking about people that, that had Tua ahead of Joe Burrow. No Tanking for Tua was a thing for two mm-hmm. goddamn years in the NFL. And don't the, tell me he wasn't the number one prospect before Joe Burrow had a great senior I don't season. Care, in I don't care who it was two years before that. I don't care. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you the tanking for Tua thing. There were teams that had Justin Herbert ahead of Tua when fans were talking about tanking for Tua. Did you ever hear a GM say that? One? No, because you listen to what fans say. I don't care what fans say. I care what decision makers mm-hmm. say. That's why I ask them. I don't ask fans. Mm-hmm. I could care less. And you know what virtually every one of them said to me? Uh, we had Herbert ahead of Tua. Because he's 6'6 with a cannon arm, mm-hmm. and he's incredibly mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, Tua at one point was considered to be the number one pick in the draft. Okay. And, now, and then he went to Alabama, could not stay healthy. See, this is what I, the, the, one of the things I can't wrap my head around with you is, oh, at one point he was considered that. Okay, there's been a shitload. And then guess what? We got more information. Yeah, and how much promise do we all still believe that he has? Uh, depends on who you're talking to. Well, I 100% know. depends on who you're talking to. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, uh, that little the little hypothetical we had with Jacksonville, mm-hmm. two was not a positive. I mean, yeah, you would have to add him because you're not going to have two and, and Trevor Lawrence in the same building. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's not going to look at two and go, oh, we have our quarterback for the future. I promise you that. I okay. promise you that. All right. And ha- I'll go ahead and tell you something else I've heard from a beat writer in that city. If Miami had wound up with the number one pick, say Houston had been the worst team in the league, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have traded it. It would have been Trevor Lawrence. Well, but of course it would have been. Of course it would have been. Yes, you could have gotten the King's been. ransom for that pick. If you believed in Tua, you would trade it. They don't. No. You said yourself, it doesn't matter who you are. You get the chance for that number one pick at a guy like Trevor Lawrence. No, that's you not don't what, give it up. That's not what I said. 
That is not at all what I said. Oh, okay. Kansas City Chiefs wind up with a number one pick that would trade it in a heartbeat. And they would have set the franchise forever. Oh, my God. Well, they never would have been in the in. I understand that. The Dolphins shouldn't be in it. They're 10-5. and five. You got a stupid team that traded a pick that was way more valuable, and you wound up with it. You're, you're throwing out hypotheticals. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, the Miami Dolphins are the one team, not the one team. They're the team with a young quarterback that would have said, to hell with him. Chargers wind up with a number one pick that have traded it. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I keep doing Cincinnati, same way. Cincinnati wound up, <laughs> I heard this from more than one person. If Cincinnati winds up with a number one pick, there are teams that would call their bluff and make them take Penny Sewell one. Because that's who they would have taken. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you, you're saying, oh, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, yeah, it would have. Uh, I'm not giving up on Tua. I don't think it's clear that he's a bust in the NFL. Okay, let me ask you a question. I'm, and the second time I've asked it to you in two okay. days and you haven't answered it. Okay. Name me a quarterback that's ever been benched like this that ever became a star. I have answered it. There's not one. There you go. There you go. There's a reason. There's a reason. Just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean that... In, in 75 years of the NFL, yeah. it's never happened, but th this is the one guy. The guy that we all had questions about coming out. Could be. Could he stay healthy? Was he propped? At, was he Matt Leinerting? That's in my profile of Tua. Can is he? this a Matt Leinert thing where he had such good weapons, it didn't matter how good he was? Mm -hmm. Mac Jones, same thing right now. I, I'm just telling you, you've listened to, to way too many fans and not enough people that actually make these decisions because there were way more questions on Tua. If you remember when we did the, the mock draft, mm -hmm. I had Miami taking Herbert, not Tua. Mm -hmm. I do and I guarantee you, they wish they had. I'm just not willing to give up on a guy in his rookie season. Okay. And I don't think the Miami Dolphins would either. Okay, let me ask you a question. Especially would the Washington if they had to football give up team be better off if they'd given up on Dwayne Haskins last year as opposed to this year? That's any of us have any questions? Different. Not to me, it's not. Well, I don't care. Not to me, it's not. To, to me, it is. Coming no from, one has ever looked at Dwayne Haskins and went, that's a future superstar. Daniel Snyder did. Daniel Snyder did. Well, he's a fucking moron. I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> you said nobody had done it. Yes, somebody did. Daniel Snyder. And he runs a football team. A lot of crap from and I got news for you. Everything I've heard, and they were right to do everything that I've heard over the last 48 hours, Daniel, or, uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to wind up on another team. Mm-hmm. Whether he gets any form of shot, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm just telling you right now, there are there are guys in the scouting community that look into a watch the tape and go, there is a lot that is terrifying with him. And you know what Miami's not going to have the opportunity to do? Draft another quarterback for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Because they're, the team is so good. They have so much young talent. Everything's so good. Yeah, I'm... I, I'll level with you. I won't be shocked at all if they wind up with another quarterback. Hmm. That's an interesting theory. Um, but well, yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to have the quarterback. That's the true. Bill Parcells used to say within five starts, I can tell you if a guy's a star or not. I, okay. All right. If we go by that theory, man, Bill Parcells is infinitely smarter than I am. Get that. I've also watched more tape than any person I've ever met in my life. I've watched a lot of quarterbacks, and I've been right about a lot of quarterbacks. I look at Tua now. If I had to make an assessment right now, mm -hmm. six games into his NFL career, mm -hmm. he's not a star, period. There's nothing he does overly well. Nothing. He has decent pocket awareness. Other than that, he doesn't do anything well. And I got news for you. If the Dolphins make the playoffs, the starter in the playoffs will be Ryan Fitzpatrick because he gives them the best chance to win. Mm -hmm. And I don't disagree with that. But I don't think that means Tua's just a bust. 
He's a rookie who's I never, still got some things to I work I never out. said he was a bust. But what I verbatim said is, if I had to make a decision on him right now, which, by the way, the Dolphins do, because they have a third pick in the draft coming up three months from now, if they fall in love with a quarterback, not saying they will, it's hard to fall in love with one outside of Trevor Lawrence in this draft. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is if they fall in love with one, don't be shocked if they take one. Mm-hmm. I, I because if the guy making the decisions down there looks at it the same way I do, bye. Bye, Tua. There's still guys that will give me value for you. There's still teams that believe in you. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Brian Flores is that guy. Brian Flores is not the one making that call. Brian Flores has zero power in that front office. They built this team to avoid being Bill Belichick. So if Brian Flores says, Tua's my guy, I want him. Tua's already said, or Brian Flores has already said twice, Tua's not my guy. I don't give a damn what words come out of your mouth. Coaches lie every day. In a game he had to win, he looked at Tua and went, you can't win this for me. Mm-hmm. This 38-year-old dude that's been on seven teams in 10 years, he can win it. You can't. I'm telling you, you don't grow out of that. It's never happened in NFL history. Okay. I've been able to make a sweeping declaration on every rookie quarterback that played in the rookie year in the last two decades. So, I mean, what I'm saying here telling you is you're way too worried about, oh, they tanked for Tua. Mm, nobody tanked for Tua. Nobody did. Fans did. Fans got drunk on him because he was the best quarterback at the best team uh, on the best college team in America. And they got drunk on it. Scouts didn't. Front offices didn't. And I'll be really honest with you. I don't know that Miami was sold on him the minute they put the damn card in. They needed a quarterback. And for whatever reason, they liked Tua better than Herbert. More power to you. You were wrong. It was definitive. You're wrong. Right now, if you were at better career, Justin Herbert or Tua Tungvaluwa, which one is it? Oh, projecting? Yeah, Herbert. You got to put your house on it right now. Is it Herbert or Tua? It would be Herbert. Okay. Is it Joe Burrow or is it uh, Tua? Mm, that's a closer no, one. It's no, no, it's not. Joe no, it's not. You got to put your house on it. Joe Burrow. You don't even think about it, okay. and you know I'm right. All right. We shall see. Burrow couldn't even make it through his rookie year. That's not his damn fault. No, it's not. He had his more dropbacks than any quarterback in the no, freaking league. No, it's not his damn fault. But that's kind of my point. Is like if oh, you think this, since, so you, you don't think Tua struggles are his fault, really. Growing pains, man. Growing pains. I'm, I'm just everybody, still, I'm everybody, still waiting. To, everybody still waiting to hear at their own different that, that, no, He had more starts than any quarterback in this draft class. He started more games than any quarterback in this draft class. Mm-hmm. And, and you think this is growing pains. Joe Burrow started one year, and he is light years ahead of Tua. He's also older. Mm-hmm. I, I don't dispute that. Mm-hmm. He is older. Mm-hmm. is no young buck himself. So I'm just telling you, you're you're way too locked into what we thought three years ago. We got new information now. I got tape in him in the, on him in the NFL mm-hmm. that is painful to watch at times. So, okay, we'll. See. I mean, we'll see. Uh, I'm not ready to give up on, on him, and I don't think that the Miami Dolphins are ready to give up on him yet. I think they have seen that he can do some things. He needs a little bit more confidence. He needs to be more confident to unleash that arm. And like I said, they've this whole year, they haven't been asking him to do that. They've been asking him to just do the small things. That's the point. That's the whole point. You, you literally just made my whole point for me. What did they ask Joe Burrow to do? Everything. Everything. Throw what did they ask Justin ball. Herbert to do? Everything. 
mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. They put baby gloves on Tua Tungabailoa, and he still can't do it. He's been benched twice. <laughs> How many times was Joe Burrow benched? Uh, zero. Mm-hmm. How many times was uh, Justin Herbert benched? Mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for somebody to come along with, no, this quarterback was benched, and he wound up being great. Brett Favre the damn closest you could come to me, and he didn't play in Atlanta. Right. So uh, that's the closest you're going to come. A year in, it is very obvious who's got it and who doesn't. We just did this, did this with Dwayne Haskins. We just did this with Daniel Jones. We all universally know they're not the guy. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. You know definitively Daniel Jones is not the guy in New York, and you and, and Dwayne Haskins is out of Washington. Agreed. I feel the exact same way about Tua. Okay. <laughs> and I'm um, telling you right now, if you want to be this, if you want to contend with that Bills team. You better figure that out pretty damn quick. Mm-hmm. I don't give a rat's ass what you thought about him two years ago. This is what I thought. What would you think about him right now after he's proven it on the field? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Miami would be the team to make a move to get up to Trevor to get Trevor Lawrence because I don't think they're ready to give up on on Tua. That that was my whole point. Um, the rest of it. I mean, anybody outside the top ten is not going to make be able to make a pack, put a package together that would be able to get them up there to number one, would they? Well, if Trevor says I'm not playing for you, <laughs> at that point you just take what you can. That's going to be part of this too. If his representation says don't go to Jacksonville, it's career suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Jacksonville's uh, got to make the decision. I, I will go team. back to Clemson. I mean, they they, they can communicate these things. Uh, I will go back to Clemson if you don't facilitate something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's a long shot that anybody will move up there. I think it's a long shot that Trevor will back out. Again, like I said with the with the Jets thing, I don't think Trevor is the type of guy who's going to say, no, I don't want that challenge. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. His representation might. Oh, sure. His representation might say, uh, we don't know who, the fr- who makes the decisions here. We don't know who the coach is going to be. We don't know that we can get a coach that's Eric Bieniemy. You think he takes that job? He's got every opportunity in the world. You think he takes that job? No, no. And this is going to be your career in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You're going to get what you can get because nobody wants to play there. And yeah, I think there's a possibility that Trevor. If we ever know it, who knows? But I could see a path where he says, "You know what? If you don't, I'll go back." Oh, it looks like we've got another uh, another big player announcing his retirement. Thomas Davis. I didn't even see that earlier. That's been that was out a week ago. This has been the the farewell tour forever. He's wearing shoes that literally uh, show his whole trip around the sun in the NFL. Oh, really? Three I didn't blown even ACLs. That. I think was it three blown ACLs, mm-hmm. five knee surgeries. It's wrapped all the way around his shoes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. They're actually pretty sweet. He's going to auction them off. I think is what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Good player. Oh, he's, Good he's excellent. He's a great dude. Right. You talk about man of the year, that's a man of the year. Yeah, no doubt. That's a man of the year. Not Miles Garrett. Yeah. Thomas Davis, though, I mean, of course, he's close to my heart because he, he went Georgia to Georgia. Boy. He's a Georgia boy. Uh, came to the Carolina Panthers, overcame numerous ACL injuries, and ended up becoming an all-pro afterward. Yeah. You got to take your hat off to a guy like that, and a guy who especially has been an a1 teammate and an A1 stand-up guy in the community, raising money for all kinds of charities and and just being an overall good dude. So well, he's I, got the man of the year thing on the back of his cleats too, because mm-hmm. he was man of the year in fourteen, I think, something like that. Um, but he's another one, Hall of Famer, good guy, definitely a Hall of Famer. 
in my book. Uh, so you were wrong on Colorado. 50, 55 to 23 yesterday, Texas beats Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. Again, we had Oklahoma State beating Miami 37 to 34. De'Eric King got hurt in the game. He did come back out with, uh, he was on crutches, but it did look like he was being able to put some weight on the knee. So I don't know that it's going to affect him going into next year, his senior season. Um, Why well, is this actually his fifth? Senior season? He, he took the extra year <laughs> took, that the NCAA got Right. Right. He's taking the extra year and coming back to Miami next year, which is a good thing because what are they with without Miami? Or what are they without De'Eric King in Miami? Um, but I, I thought it was a great showing for them yesterday as they came back against uh, Oklahoma State. Made it interesting down to the end. But again, lots of there were lots of turnovers, lots of breaks going Oklahoma State's way in that game. We've got the college football playoff coming up on Friday. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and we'll talk about it more this afternoon on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, 3 to 5 every weekday afternoon. Uh, be sure to like, share, and follow us here at the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock with Jeremy's first-round mock draft, the first of the uh, of, of the not even started uh, off season here at the Sportsocracy, we're live again from the Wicked Weed Studios. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. We'll see you this afternoon on the radio side.